So delighted on this episode to be talking with comics legend. Can I say legend? <laughs> I don't think so, but it seems some people do. <laughs> um, Mr. Mike Gestovich, thank you so much for jumping in and joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. So I know that many listeners out there will know you for Justice Warriors. You've also worked on uh, just just a whole range of books, um, Dazzler, uh, Fantastic Four, Indiana Jones, G.I. Joe. I mean, too many yeah, to mention. All. <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just some of those lesser known characters, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and of course, again, Justice Machine. Um, right. Curious about what it was uh, about comics that allowed you to do what you wanted to in storytelling. At what point did you look at comics and go, this is the thing that I want to create in? Well, I think it must have been like maybe eight, nine, ten years old uh, when my father took me and my brother over to a pen of theirs, and their, uh, their son has a Fantastic Four comic. I believe it was the issue with the cover of the Inhumans and the score going about to throw some wall or concrete at the Fantastic Four below. So that's, I think that's what got me into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely a striking image. Yeah, my, my parents are always very supportive of my work and my interest. So, um, uh, actually, my father built me a drawing table uh, uh, not not too long after that, and uh, I just you know just started drawing. And of course, they bought me comics too. <laughs> <laughs> no, having having supportive family always makes a difference. So it's really cool that your father built you a drawing table. Yeah, yeah, it still exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that support definitely can make all the difference. Um yes. Yeah. So um wondering if you can tell us a little bit about your creative journey from that, that kid drawing at the table to uh later on taking on some very popular characters and uh, ultimately how it feels at this point to have made a mark in comics. Well, I uh, I would draw oh, seven, eight, ten, twelve hours a day. You know, practice. You know, even at a very early age, um, popping mostly tracing. <laughs> I I trace on the window, put the image over on the window, and paper on top of that. I trace that. That's the way to learn when you're young. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> the good old days, really. Um, so, uh, you know, my parents kept providing me with comics. <laughs> One little fun story is my mother. Was out and about with me and my brother uh, in the car, and we were passing a drugstore that sells comics. And and I we just drop a hint. This is a marvelous day, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and so she she put us there, parked in the parking lot, and sent us in. Uh, one day she gave us a dollar and said, "Okay, go get your comics." And we came back out with these are the days of ten cent comics. So uh, we. Um, we sent the whole dollar. <laughs> we came back. Mm-hmm. Where's my paint? I said, Mom, there is no paint. We bought comics because you spent my whole dollar on comics. <laughs> <laughs> but that was as far as the rare man went. I, I don't even think it was a real rare man. But certain parents really tell you when their finances are low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just reminiscing about days when you could get a, a comic or more comics for a dollar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like McDonald's, you know. 
burger, fries, and a, and a pop for under a dollar. It's so decaying. <laughs> no more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've worked on a wide number of titles, as I referenced earlier. Do you have one of those that was um, sort of a most positive experience or collaboration? I think uh, the most memorable and fun was was Warp, my first comic, but very big in pencil. I really love thinking his pencil. A lot of fun. He's a lot like John Bittema. Mm -hmm. Of course, nobody is ever going to be quite as good as John Bittema. <laughs> but it's fun. Very, yeah. very precise pencils. There's no guesswork. Like a lot of pencils. Yeah, yeah. I I imagine on that side of um, the process. Of course, I've I've only been on the reading side, but uh, I imagine having a penciler that that gives some good tight work can definitely make all the difference. Right, right. There's the uh, the other end of the spectrum too. With uh, I won't mention any names, but uh, there's some people who draw so poorly that. It was a good thing that I knew how to draw also. Otherwise, it would turn out crap all the way <laughs> So, So going on the other side of that question, um, as far as positive collaborations, anyone who uh, was sort of young and in the business that you were able to work with that um, you kind of mentored in a way, anybody that you're especially proud to have seen sort of well, come okay, a little bit further? Yeah, they work uh, on the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And they're related. There, there's uh, Andrew Papoy, who, who does a lot of inking in the business. He's worked for Marvel, one BC, and, and Archie, and so forth. But there are a lot of people I met. Some on my, uh, I think maybe my, my second trip to New York City. Uh, I was at a convention in New York Con, and uh, they had this um, big room that they were having writers, artists, you know, professional artists, uh, come in, sit down, and, and give portfolio reviews. Mm hmm. And uh, in the hallway, I'm pretty sure that even though it's like, oh, 55, no, not quite 55 years ago, maybe. Anyway, uh, I, I believe Joe Rubenstein was sitting in the hallway next to him. didn't have stairs, just sat down on the floor. <laughs> well, but I remember him looking at some artwork, and not necessarily mine, I can't remember, but he said uh, uh, lines without without uh, depth or, or change of, of thickness and so forth are just a pattern. That's the only thing I can remember. But was a good guy. I, I sometimes see him at other conventions. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, uh, as I was saying, someone who's went on to to do some amazing work as well. And one one thing uh, about about Joe, I was at a convention and I sort of friendly tapped him on the floor. It, it was like tapping a rock wall. <laughs> well, <laughs> he apparently, he worked out. <laughs> Never make little Joe mad at you. <laughs> Also, something that, that I should probably challenge myself to do as well is, is to work out. But that's another, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other yeah, I know. Kind Same of podcast. Here. Same here. I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to other things besides art and writing. <laughs> so, so speaking about art and writing, uh, I know that the creative fires continue to burn for folks and uh, many times I'll have people come on and they'll mention, you know, I'm not doing comics anymore, but I'm doing this painting or reading or whatever it happens to be. I had the good fortune over the summer to talk with Keith Keith Giffen right before he passed. And yeah, uh, the same. yeah, yeah. Um, he he was saying he's keeping himself was keeping himself busy with uh, video gaming and reading 
horror novels. So, so curious about what's keeping you occupied and creative these days. Well, my wife and I do a lot of art antique shows. We typically do uh, do um, flea markets also, but we love buying and selling. Mm-hmm. So, um, so our house is full of stuff. <laughs> it's not every corner except the living room. The living room is pretty empty, but everything else is full. Um, art, art wise, um, I almost quit comics mm-hmm. about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a number of publishers just not pay me. Yeah. Or not seeing me in a very timely fashion at all. I thought, who needs this? <laughs> you know, when I can do art, doesn't make this much money. Right, right. But I think that needs to uh, set up more boundaries, you know, half up front, half immediately upon completion. And that should eliminate the most part people not paying me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. De- folks definitely need to be treated well in the industry and have good practices. Well, it's, it's a time of, of uh, the industry where Anybody can print anything with, with Kickstarter, but a lot of Kickstarters don't make enough money to actually pay people much. So it, it, it's its pros and its cons, definitely. But uh, other than uh, comics, I, I'm uh, getting in, more into doing uh, full-color illustrations again. And mm-hmm. uh, one, of, one of the things I like to do is, well, let me back up just a little bit. Uh, I've got about a 1,000 frames in my basement. All mm. I have to do is, is fill them up with my artwork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm starting to do that. Instead of doing a piece of artwork and then finding a perfect frame for it, I find a frame that I like, and uh, I do the artwork and measurements to that frame. So the process is a lot easier, a lot less stressful. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting more into illustration. I've done a lot of, I don't know if you've seen any of them that I posted, but... Um, Micron pen line work hatching mm-hmm. various subjects. Um, well, that's one of the things I, I, I really like doing. But I'm going to start doing a combination of the line work and watercolor. And I haven't used watercolors in well, 20 years, I'd say maybe more. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. I, I love. I love when folks create across media and use uh, different forms and different approaches. And you mentioned that you're doing art shows. So if folks are interested in checking some of those out, um, where where can they go to learn a little bit more about that? Well, we usually don't advertise for the art shows, but uh, there are a number of art, art shows in the area. There's Auburn, A-U-B, U-R-N, I believe it's spelled. And uh, there's the North Homestead market um there, there are a bunch of them that we we do uh a, a few more that we plan on that we've never done before that we plan on doing in the spring and summer um but it could be profitable I, like i i might mentioned uh, i i can make more money doing these arts than i do comics mm-hmm. and uh my my real love though is talking to people mm-hmm. that's why I, uh Bella and i my wife uh, and i really love going to art shows and and uh, markets and so forth and just talking about having a good time yeah yeah i imagine you still get the opportunity to connect with fans and and talk about your experiences which uh, i'm sure is rewarding well actually uh other than thomas extensions which i i don't do much at this point but uh, yeah at conventions uh, uh it's good to talk to fans and i do a lot i have lots of work all maybe six thousand Facebook friends that I'm usually talking to. Mm-hmm. Most, most of them, most of them uh, know my work, but uh, only maybe 0.5 percent I've ever met. 
So, uh, you know, we're friends. I consider most people friends anyway. Yeah, yeah. But our, but our shows are just people in general that that really aren't familiar with my work and aren't aren't uh, familiar with me or my work until they meet me at a, at a show. Yeah. I have one particular piece that's called The Tree Spirit. It's 20 inches by 30 inches. So it has various uh, tree faces in the forest up on the, up on the uh, trees and it's a romantic couple walking down the pathway. And the, the couple is unaware of the tree spirits watching them. And I have that up front at any art show or, or market. And people are just drawn to that. They look at that and they look at that. Even people who don't consider art much comment on it and just have to stare at it. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a particular kind of visual story that you like to tell um, with something like like what you just described with tree spirits that's uh, sort of a fantasy approach? Fantasy, it sounds like. sort of horror. Mm -hmm. um, because the, the sequel to the, to the tree spirits one is you see the same forest. The tree spirit faces are gone, but the faces of the couple are in the trees now. They've been captured by the forest. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even though it's my idea, it, gives, it still gives me chills. Yeah, someday yeah. I might have time to do that one. But um, I, I like doing horror, but I also like just doing collage type things, uh, faces, especially old people's faces. A lot of character in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like um, one of the things I'm hearing you say about your art is you kind of get to tell a story even sometimes through a single piece or a single image. Exactly. Every piece of artwork should tell a story of some sort. Uh, just a piece of, of illustration. Okay, it's good art. You know, sure, but what's behind the, what's behind the art? What's the story? What's mm -hmm. the idea? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also mentioned that you um, are active on Facebook if folks want to check out what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll get a Facebook store going that I haven't yet. Um, I'll also mention I appreciate seeing your art on Facebook, and I feel like that's one of the, the best uses for social media these days is going on and looking yeah, at art. It's, it's, uh, no pun intended, but it's most part, it's very friendly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, this these are good things, good things. Um, so any spaces where people can find out more about you beyond Facebook uh, or anything that you'd yeah. like to, to mention? Well, uh, it's on my name on the internet. I haven't done that in many years. Uh, like 20, 20 years ago, I I was sent like oh, 14,000 times on the internet. Now I was sort of shocked. It's like over 250,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just, you know, just in my art or images, you know, that sort of thing. And you should be able to see you know, a lot of my work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I try to continue to post um, pieces that I'm doing or done, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, and it'll be my pleasure to mention you a few more times as well, at least um, through this, and, and glad to share about your work. Um, as we're coming to the end of our conversation, is they're pretty brief, so I don't want you to feel cut off. I do want you to to share anything that you'd like to, um, anything that you would want to share with listeners about your journey, your steps forward, or anything like that before we close? Uh, sure. Um, sort of a funny story in, in a way. My first trip to New York was with Bill Loeb and, uh, you know, William Nutter Loeb. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we weren't in business yet. <laughs> we were trying to get work. We were, you know, going to conventions and so forth and talking to people. 
So we were going to drive up there in his car, lucky. Uh, halfway there, lucky exploded. <laughs> so, so we had the car towed, and uh, we just took the bus the rest of the way and, and back of course. <laughs> so well, those are interesting, interesting times when you're trying to break in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's got to be a metaphor there or something about lucky exploding or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> and just a little short story here. Um, I had been making the Defenders for Al Milgram at Marvel, mm -hmm. and Don Carlin didn't like what I was doing uh, on his work. So I was in the office, and, and Al Milgram said, uh, Don, Mil uh, Don Carlin doesn't like what you're doing with the temple, so you're fired. And I said, oh. He said, however... Uh, Louise Simonson down the hallway is looking for an anchor for a new project. Went to talk to her. So I took my portfolio down there and uh, went into her office and took my work to going, ooh, ooh, ah, wow, good stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that, that new project turned out to be New Mutants. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, a little bit sobering point was that uh, in looking for uh, an anchor for the, the series, Bob McLeod had a list of 10 anchors that he would like, find accessible for his work. No one else was available, but I was number 10 on the list. <laughs> yeah, but being anchor himself, he, uh, he still found fault uh, with some of my inking. Um, even though I look back and I, and I think to myself, there's nothing wrong with any of this inking. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good guy, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've met him on several conventions since then. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, but he's been on the, the program too and was very friendly and uh, I would say it's good to be on that list. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. That was one of the things that, that made my career, I think. And, and strangely enough, even though I haven't worked for Marvel or DC and other than one job for Milestone, uh, in like 20, well, maybe even 30 years at this point, I still keep getting royalty checks for Marvel because of the books of reprinting due to the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And uh, keeps the work out there and, and keeps the characters yeah. alive. Right. Well, many thanks to comics legend Mike Gustavich for a wonderful talk today. You can catch a further talk between the two of us on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening in and hope you go and check out some of Mike's work. Mm -hmm.